0: This podcast is sponsored by Ballin Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food, and bottomless brunches.
1: Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.
0: Hello and thanks for downloading today's podcast. I'm Jamie Long. It's Thursday the 23rd of December. And first today, a Medway sex offender has appeared in court dressed as a Christmas elf. Daniel Verena walked into the building in Maidstone wearing the costume, which included a dress, cardigan and hat. The 60-year-old from the high street in Chatham admitted kissing children, which breaches a sexual harm prevention order, a sentencing hearing, will take place in February, while Paul Hooper has been at the courts for the Kent Online podcast.
1: Well, I've seen some people in amazing outfits in court, but nothing which is compared to this. I attended the original hearing in Canterbury Crown Court more than oh, five years ago now, when Her Honour Judge Adele Williams, who has since retired, was less accommodating of the bizarre behaviour in her courtroom. Then Verena was called Dorvin Seren, was in the dock, claiming to wanting to be referred to as a five-year-old girl while hugging a large doll. This time, Verena came through the doors to the courtroom, dressed as a green and red elf, together with a cap, red and white striped stockings, and a top with an emblem of Santa Claus. While well, this appearance might be thought by some to invite ridicule, we were told that there was a report from a psychiatrist that was before the court. We don't yet know what that says. Verona only spoke to confirm name and guilty plea as they sat next to a friend in the well of the court. It would be easy to overlook the reason they're in front of the judge again for kissing two small children. That's why the ban was in place the first time and now we're told he's done it again and has admitted it. You know, In a year where courts have struggled to cope with the ever-present threat from Covid and with many hearings being held with only the clerk and myself actually in the court, and everyone else appearing by CCTV link, Verena's Christmas elf appearance was certainly the most bizarre.
0: Next, figures seen by the Kent Online podcast show parts of the county are behind the national average when it comes to having a booster COVID vaccine. Latest government data shows Dartford, Gravesham and Medway are all falling below the average uptake of 47.6%. Meanwhile, infection rates are soaring with about 930 cases per 100,000 people. Well, it comes as public health bosses here in Kent are urging people to to be sensible and get their jab. We're told there's been increased activity at hospitals in the county. I've been speaking with Alison Duggle, the Interim Director of Public Health at Kent County Council.
2: It's a real concern. People need to be very aware of what's going on and the fact that we are seeing this spread of Delta and Omicron variant COVID-19. So It's about taking the usual precautions, making sure that you're washing your hands, sanitising, keeping space, so social distancing, and also thinking about whether you need to be wearing a face mask, so in places like shops or, or in enclosed spaces. So there are those things that you can do, but also making sure that you take a lateral flow test on a regular basis, and particularly if you know that you're going to see somebody that's
3: vulnerable,
0: do you think it's wise at the moment? Uh, you know official guidance doesn't tell us to, but should we be limiting our social interactions where we can ideally
2: it it's a personal decision. Um, it's certainly I, I personally am limiting my social interaction with people because I want to spend time with older family members later this week. And and so people just need to be making that risk assessment. What is it I'm intending to do over Christmas? And maybe thinking about New Year as well. And what do I need to do to ensure that I keep myself and my loved ones safe? And of course, one of the best things that people can do is to make sure that they have their vaccination. If you haven't had your first or second vaccine, go and book it in now. If you do have a booking that you're not able to keep, will you please make sure that you cancel the booking and that way we can give your slot to somebody else?
0: I understand the army is being drafted into Maidstone and Dartford. What's the aim
2: there? As you can imagine, it's a mammoth task trying to get as many people their boosters as possible. And so, in order to do this, We have got people from the army that are helping with vaccinations in particular.
0: The Kent Online Podcast with Ballin Maidstone. Well, amid fears of new COVID restrictions after Christmas, thousands of tickets remain unsold for pantos across Kent. A Kent Online survey has found nearly 2,000 seats remain unoccupied for evening shows on January 2nd. Dean Caston is from the Oast House Theatre in Raynham, who are meant to be starting their panto in the new year.
4: We've got two weeks before we open, we're normally sort of at 90% sold and last week we were at 70%. So we're finding, you know, a lot of the groups that would normally come um, are are reluctant to. I think some groups are not meeting, they're not back yet. Um, And just some people are just, you know, hesitant about coming back into into a small theater you know here at the Oast house we only seat 72 so it's you know it's more confined than perhaps a, you know the Marlow or the you know the central theater in Chatham so um, but you know we, we, we put everything in place we can to make people safe
0: now the Welsh government um, have announced a 5.25 million pound scheme to support the arts do you think the government should be considering similar funds after such a tricky year and and now such a tricky winter?
4: Yeah, I mean, the arts have suffered because, you know, they, they had to close last year and for the West End, there's not the, the tourists in there. You know, I think that the government have done a, a great job in terms of funding so far. Um, and, you know, it's it's not just the arts industry, it's across across the board. So, you know, I think there's always money needed and, and I think even more so now. And I think the theatres will suffer and sadly a lot will close. So, you know, any funding that could come towards the arts will we'll be grateful but it's uh, you know it's it's hard times as well
0: this is obviously for a lot of theaters panto season is their sort of money maker it's what mm. gets them through january and february which are tend to be the quieter months mm. with people you know with like the central theater with the hazard with them having to cancel big performances that are sold out do you think that's going to have a knock-on impact on people wanting to go back to the theater
4: um I think if the theatres can offer a variety of things throughout the year, and, and we, you know, we're seeing a lot more of these shows featuring popular music and from pop stars and things like that, that's what packs them into the theatre. So I think it's looking at the programme. I think theatres will probably look more carefully at what they're planning now. But you're right, the pantomime is, is the... It sets them up for the year in a lot of cases, and that income, if they haven't got that, will have a knock-on effect on what they can book into the theatres during the year.
0: Now we're continuing our conversation with the Archbishop of Canterbury on the Kent Online podcast this week. And Justin Welby is calling on the government to do more to help refugees. More than 26,000 people have made the dangerous journey across the Channel in small boats this year. Some have even lost their lives while desperately trying to reach Kent. The Archbishop says everyone needs to be treated with respect.
3: The church is... Up to its eyes in working on this. I mean the Diocese of, I mean not just the Diocese of Canterbury, it's just happened to know that because all churches are really, and actually other faith groups, are just doing the most amazing work. But uh, the Diocese of Canterbury is employing a full-time refugee officer and uh, contributing to a refugee officer in Calais, Uh, not in order to trick the way around before anyone says, oh, there goes the church again. No, it's to care compassionately for the suffering and the poor and the desperate and to help the right thing happen to them, to treat them as human beings. So the church is doing a lot. I think I'd very much appeal to the government to fulfil its undertakings, In the summer, they said that there'd be the resettlement of 20,000 people from Afghanistan. And a lot of the people crossing the channel are now from Afghanistan. That has not really got underway yet. Let's accelerate that. We've lost some of the urgency that was shown so heroically by the Royal Air Force and the parachute regiment and in Kabul in that dreadful week. 10 days, um, and the courage they showed then, and the action taken, let's show that we can do that again. And it can't only be Kent. That's the other thing I want to say. This is a national challenge. Kent's on the front line. Uh, It often has been on the front line, that's geography for you. It's on the front line, and the people of Kent are utterly inspiring. But it really needs to be shared across the country.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and I know so many people are doing such a wonderful work to help everyone who is, you know, spending their first Christmas in in the UK. Um, and you know, w- welcoming them with open arms. Um, do you think some people might need to be encouraged to be a bit more compassionate? You know, the, the people who maybe don't fully understand the, what these people have been through um, and perhaps have a negative view of, of refugees coming to the UK?
3: Yeah, I want to be careful about that. I think um, it's easy to say, oh, you've got to be feel like that and feel like that. In situations like this, fears and apprehensions are natural. That's how that's how people work. So I'm not condemning anyone, Um, and particularly those communities that are already struggling. But we can take courage from each other to support human beings who are in such terrible suffering and trouble. That's what makes us human. That's what makes us stand out as being different. It's what gives us self-respect that we help those who can't help themselves so we don't only look after ourselves it's not about us it's not about me it's about what we can be for others and that's what we believe particularly at this time of year
0: Elsewhere in football, Gillingham manager Steve Evans says he can't force his players to get the COVID vaccine. Chairman Paul Scully has already expressed his shock at the number of people within the team who haven't had the jab. Meanwhile, the Jills have postponed their Boxing Day match with Ipswich Town. The Jills remain short of players following a COVID outbreak, which has also caused them to call off Saturday's game against Crewe. They're currently struggling in the League One relegation zone following a number of injury problems. The first houses on a new Garden City development in Whitstable have gone on the market for more than half a million pounds. 400 homes are being built as part of the Whitstable Heights project, which can be seen from the Old Thanet Way. Despite the price tag, bosses have described them as suitable for first-time buyers and young families on Kent online you can see a video of a child making his buskin debut on the piano to raise hundreds of pounds for charity. It's Jesse Bradley, who's been performing at Eleanor Hospice in North Fleet since he was eight, but his upcoming visit was cancelled because of COVID. Instead, the 12-year-old from Gravesend has played the community piano at Ebb's Fleet International Station to raise some extra cash for the hospice. And finally, Medway is going up against 38 other places in a bid to win city status. A competition is being run as part of celebrations for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee next year. An experts panel will work with government ministers to make recommendations of potential winners before details are approved by Her Majesty. Well, that's all for today's podcast. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And you can also subscribe to the free premium version of the kent online website just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe
1: news you can trust this is the kent online podcast
0: this podcast is sponsored by ball in maidstone your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with american pool table tennis beer pong live sports delicious food and bottomless brunches